In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Tetzave, we begin with the instructions of the building of the Mishkan, the sanctuary, the tabernacle for Hashem. Um, particularly in this week, there's a tremendous uh, amount of detail about the Kohanim, the Kohanim, the Kohen Gadol, the priest, the high priest, and the garments that were going to be made specially for the Kohen Gadol, the high priest, and the regular Kohanim. Um, a very uh, interesting and unusual part of the high priest, the Kohen Gadol's garments, was that on the bottom of the me'il, or the apron, on the bottom were bells. So that whenever he was walking, whenever he was doing the avod of the service in the Beis Amikdash or the Mishkan, um, you always heard him coming and going. There were bells clanging when he was walking in, or walking out, or walking around. In fact, the Pasuk says in this week's parsha, the nishma the bells had to be heard, the sound had to be heard as he was coming into the holy um, places to do his avodah, to do the service. And the obvious question is, what's the idea behind this? Every detail of the Mishkan, every detail of every, of every area in Torah is exact. Uh, how much more so when we're talking about the Mishkan and the Kohen Gadol? Um, there's got to be something very uh, meaningful and a tremendous message in the fact that his avoda had to be done with this uh, accompanied by the by the noisy bells and in some way to learn a lesson from it for each and every one of us in our avoda in our service as well so what's the reason for the bells so the ramban nachmanides in his commentary to Chumash says that it's because it's just like when you come to a king uh, a king of flesh and blood you don't just walk in you don't come in unannounced. You have to, you know, send a messenger. You have to say you're coming. You don't come to a place of prominence unannounced. So that the Kohen Gadol is coming to serve before Hashem. He doesn't come in unannounced either. And therefore, and therefore the bells. Um, interesting to note that that on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol did not wear those bells. Because uh, the Kohen Gadol had eight special garments, amongst them the one with the bells, that he wore typically. On Yom Kippur, he only wore uh, four white ca- ca- uh, garments and there were no bells there. So, uh, based on this explanation of Ramban, that the bells are there so you don't come before the king unannounced. So, on Yom Kippur, we're, we were, that, we're, we're so close to Hashem, so to speak, that we're on a, so to speak, like, you know, first name basis, and we don't need to come in and announce ourselves before we just walk in. And that's the Ramban's idea behind those bells. Uh, we recognize the significance of coming before Hashem, and therefore there has to be a sense of, of announcing ourselves before we come in. And an interesting aside, the Rebbe had a very interesting custom whenever he would visit the gravesite, the Ohel, of his father-in-law, the previous Rebbe. Um, he would come to the door and he would knock. I'm just walking into a, to the, to the gravesite, but he always knock. And, and to us, that was the mes- same message of, you, know, you don't come into a place of tremendous holiness and prominence unannounced. So you knock first or you have the bells that announce his, his, uh, his coming. And that's the idea of the Ramban. The Rebbe points out that according to that idea, the bells are only there as, a, um, as an introduction to the service. You know, before the service, I'm saying that I'm coming. But the truth is, you wear the bells throughout the service as well, which means there has to be something more to it as far as why the, the, the noisy bells throughout the service. And the Rebbe gives a very interesting explanation. He says, based on an idea the Baal Shem Tov once said, the Baal Shem Tov was asked, why is it that his disciples, or many of his disciples, when they would daven, would uh, make a tremendous amount of gestures and movements and, and swaying, and sometimes it even looked comical, the way they were you know, moving around or jumping around while they were davening. And they asked, the question was asked to the Baal Shem Tov, why is that? Why, why, why so much movement? What's going on? And the Baal Shem Tov answered using a metaphor. He says, when a person is drowning or feels like they're drowning, they're going to you know, flail with their hands and move every part of their body to try to save themselves. 
And he says, that's what you're seeing. He says, and, and when you see someone flailing with his hands and with his legs and with every part of their body, um, because they're, they, they're, they appear to be drowning, nobody would laugh. You recognize what's going on. And he says, that's what's going on when my chassidim, when my disciples are davening. They're, 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 their life is on the line. They're fighting for their lives. And that's what you see in that external, those external gestures and expressions. And to understand the words of the Baal Shem Tov a little more, you know, we have two types of relationship with Hashem. We have the relationship of those people who are tzaddikim or, or close to tzaddikim and everything is beautiful and holy and wonderful and they come close to Hashem in this sense of uh, peace and serenity, which is beautiful, obviously. But so many people are struggling. It isn't a peaceful, serene relationship. It's a struggling relationship. It's a, it's a relationship that's based on trying to escape negative feelings and negative behaviors and impulses. And nevertheless, one struggles with themselves to come closer to Hashem. And what the Baal Shem Tov was saying was that his Hasidim, his disciples, felt the struggle of connecting to Hashem. When they were davening, they were giving it their all. They were struggling, running away from the negative and trying to connect to the positive, to the holy and to the pure. And that's where all that, all that, that movement and that gestures came from. Says the Rebbe, that's the idea of a noisy connection to Hashem. The idea of noise represents friction, represents struggle, represents a tremendous effort of escape. And the Kayin Godel, when he was entering into the Kedush HaKadoshim, wasn't just representing Tzadikim like himself. He had to represent every single Jew, including those Jews, that their connection to Hashem is a very noisy one, a very turbulent one, a one full of struggles. You know, it says that a Balchuva, one who has to, do, one who has to repent and, and change their ways, their Avoda is with a tremendous amount of, of power, of energy and of struggle because it involves escape and leaving and struggling in order to connect. And that's the deeper idea of the Kohen Gadol, who again represents every single Jew, including those who are struggling and struggling deeply. And therefore his Avoida is done in this noisy way, representing that turmoil and that struggle. On the other hand, going back to Yom Kippur, where the Kohen Gadol did not wear the bells, is because Yom Kippur represents that time when everyone is in their closest state with Hashem, their souls are most revealed, and therefore it's not a time of struggle. It's a time of a serene, beautiful, and peaceful relationship and connection with Hashem. One last idea, the Rebbe says, and another message to this, is that sometimes we feel that our service to Hashem in this world has to be quiet. We want to help another Jew. We want to we want to uh, t teach, inspire, share our Yiddish guy, but quietly. You know, wh why make waves? And the message of the Kohen Gadol, an additional message is that when we do our avodah with Hashem, we're not looking to be quiet about it. We're looking to make waves. We're looking, we're looking to publicly connect to Hashem ourselves and help others connect to Hashem. And especially in this time and day when everything is about noise and everything is about advertisement and everything is about, and usually in negative ways. So it's up to us to use that advertisement and publicity and wave making, so to speak, for its positive form, bringing ourselves closer to Hashem, bringing the entire world closer to Hashem, until that time when the glory of Hashem will fill the entire world with the coming of Mashiach Sidkenu. May it be speedily in our time. Have a wonderful Shabbos.